This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. Without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Behold podcast, everybody. So Sean and Dan, as always, and today we have the the one and only the abnormally tall Charlie Mang. Abnormal. I think you're kind of weirdly tall. Well, especially compared to us. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel like six seven is that that threshold. What are you? You're six six. You're six. <laughs> Spoken <laughs> like an abnormally tall person. Anyways, uh, good to have you, Chuck. What's good going to be on? here. What's going on with you lately? How are you? Doing well. It's you know crazy crazy life, but consistent and faithful God. So yeah, you know you keep you keep moving. It's it's been good. Tell us something fun about about each of the kids. What what's what's kind of something new they're into, or a funny thing that they're kind of like a new little personality quirk that's showing up, or just what's 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 give us a little a little update on on Jude and Stella. Yeah, Stella Stella's great. She she gets excited about everything, and that's a fun thing to see. Like. And sometimes I feel like it's forced because I'm like, why would you be excited about this? It's like not something that exciting. But she's just got a, a sweet wonder and a sweet excitement about life that is fun to watch. And and most of the time is pretty contagious if 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 we let it. Uh, and Jude, man, I, I just see so much of me in him. And, and he's such an analytical little kid. He's just – he processes things out. He wants to know all the details. And so it's fun to watch him. How, how that is starting to connect and kind of, I guess, catch up to uh, school life, both in the social sense, but also in in the academic sense, um, that he's starting to figure out how his brain works. And so it's fun to see that, that, that concepts that were really hard for him are, are starting to connect. Um, and, and that's just been so, so sweet. It's, it was fun. The other day we were driving and uh, they had heard me uh, share at church a little bit uh, about how excited I am for Jesus to come back. And sometimes I'll catch myself looking up in the sky, just, you know, waiting, waiting for that, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and you know, Jude got to thinking, he was like, you know, it's funny because if I had like any wish in the world, it wouldn't be for mommy to come back. It would be for Jesus to come back. That's and so just, cool. just wow. cool things to hear my kids, you know, process through their faith and and their understanding, especially in the midst of of the grief and sorrow that they've walked through, um, it's cool to see their hope be in uh, the right stuff. That's so awesome. And you know, I also just want to ask you: uh, has your has your blood pressure come back down uh, after the Sunday morning that you had? Like, have you mellowed <laughs> out yet? Uh, I think it'd be fun. You should tell a story, of kind of what happens. It was morning. so. I I have learned uh, how important routine is for me. Uh, and, and when routine gets disrupted, that is when, um, by God's grace, I do most of my grieving. I do most of my, you know what I mean? Things just get a little chaotic and I I recognize the loss of not having Sarah and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, I, I covet almost to a point that's not great, Mm -hmm. my routine. And so when that routine gets, you know, shaken up, it throws me off. So, so Sunday morning, my typical routine is to have about an hour, hour and 20 minutes to go through my notes a final time and really make sure that I, I know my flow and my transitions and all that kind of stuff. And I went to go do that. I dropped the kids off with a friend and went to go start that process and realized I'd left my notes at church. And then, uh, and then I went to go my, to my parents' house to have them print out a copy of notes, but there was some dumb marathon, <laughs> nothing against you marathoners, but going on in, well, in Livermore. 
I think it was maybe a half marathon even. Still. Maybe. So it's Who like, cares? It's they cut even... off. They cut off half the town. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't get. A, <laughs> I couldn't get to Stanley for the life of me. That's amazing. So I drove around for like twenty minutes. Anyway, it, it just the 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 my morning was disrupted quite a bit. But you know, as as Gary has has trained me well in that that First Corinthians twelve four through six. That it is God who determines the gift. It's the spirit who determines the gift. It's Jesus who determines the ministry. It's the Lord who determines the effects. And so even when we have those chaotic mornings, we can still stand in confidence that God is going to to use us in whatever ministry setting we find us, which I think is a great transition uh, to what it is we're talking about today and and what Nate preached on at the Crossing Campus this this past Sunday of just um, understanding that God is... is uh, has provided everything we need for life and godliness. He has provided everything we need to to be ministers of this new covenant, uh, both in in the quality of our own hearts and life, but also in in the the opportunities that present themselves to us within our spheres of influence to to be able to proclaim boldly the the gospel. Wow, I see what you did there. You, you very gracefully changed the subject to what we're talking about. But I'm going to give you one last pat on the back about your story Stop. because <laughs> many people would have made a big fuss about that and let people know, "Hey, I forgot my notes. Give me grace," kind of thing. You didn't say a darn word about it, and I think that speaks a lot to your humility and just where you want people to be fixing their eyes upon. Back to the program, sufficient ministers of the new covenant. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You did it, um, or you're going to do it, and then um, Nathan did it here at the crossing. A couple things, to just, uh, man, great chunks, especially coming out of last week's um, teaching and last week's podcast, just this idea that, man, if you've put your trust in Jesus, like it or not, you are. You are a minister of the new covenant, and God equips us and, and supports you to do that well. Um, so as you listen to Nathan this Sunday, Dan, I'm going to ask you, what are some things that kind of jumped out at you or maybe even what are some things outside of Sunday mornings that you've been a part of or, or listening to that really marry well with this? Yeah, well, I just, I loved how Nate talked about that word sufficiency and also just a great reminder too. Sometimes we read words in the Bible that we, we kind of bring in our own assumptions about, or maybe we just kind of gloss over them and, 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 and we miss a lot of a lot of the the intended meaning of, you know, why the author used that, like what was the spirit of God, you know, inspiring them to say about this. And I think sufficiency is a great example of that. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a, a weird word that I think a lot of us maybe don't have a good handle on it. And he, he used this phrase. I just, it's been echoing in my head. He says, it's fully resourced by God to, to do whatever God has called you to do. Um, and I just think that in an age when, where we're, we, we focus a lot on like personal autonomy and pull yourself up by your bootstraps, kind of American idea, yeah, yeah. like self-help, like I'm, I'm going to self-actualize, you know, that that's my goal. That's, that's kind of when I've arrived and, and no, this, this idea that we see from Paul is it is God who makes us sufficient and Nate did an amazing job of just saying, how, you know, how does he do that? And, and what things does he provide for us? And, and mainly he said, it's, it's the, it's his personal presence in our life through, through the Holy Spirit, that that is um, where, you know, we see uh, this, <clears throat> this new um, understanding of, of God's law. We see um, the access to God's resources that he's given us. 
Um, and I even thought just about um, our, our, our giftings, the way God has, has spiritually gifted us um, if, if we're um, regenerated believers of Christ. And, and you think also just about the, um, the ways that God has given us all like certain burdens and passions and abilities and talents. And um, he's wired us all with personalities and he's given us all these life experiences. And we all, we have, we're, we're, we have this kind of equipment that God has given us. And it reminded me a lot of what we've been talking about on Thursday, Thursday nights with um, at the gathering with our young adults. We've been going through this series on living with purpose. And I was just thinking, you know, um, Nate gave the example on Sunday of like, okay, you've been asked to do this task at work. Okay. Well, we're going to give you everything we need for that task. And, and I was just kind of thinking about, uh, I was thinking about computers and Sean, maybe you can, you're, you're like a computer guy. So maybe you can lend your knowledge on this. I wonder why you say that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, this is not, this is not anything to do with that. Okay. No, but I was just thinking like, so let's say you're building a, a computer and, and you, you're for, for your video editing business. And there's a certain very specific task that you have to do. And when you go to build that machine, you have that in mind. You're, you're going to make sure it has the right, the right, right memory and the processing is right. And the storage is right. And the, and the display has to be a certain way and all this stuff. Like, so I just, I couldn't help but think about that with, with God when he creates us and when he, he gives us the commission, you know, as ministers of this new covenant, there's a purpose to it. And I thought it'd be cool to talk about that. Well, and how, how, how beautiful is that in light of what we see in scripture that one, yes, we are equipped uniquely um, with gifts, with passions, with experience. We are placed in a specific time in history, in a specific place in history by God for a purpose. Um, and, and, and within that, though, which I think speaks to the larger picture, is that he has placed us in a community of other people that he has resourced out perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so it's that whole picture of, of you know, the, the body, right, of yeah, Christ. That's that, good. That's that really the good. eye needs the foot. Even mm-hmm. if there isn't that direct correlation, you know what I mean? Like there is purpose behind each each piece. It's actually something we talked about at Reveille, uh this past Wednesday, um, just talking about service and talking about about um, ministry opportunity and talking about how we're spiritually gifted. And, and it was great hearing from Jason Wong um, about how God has gifted him and how God has placed him and his relationship with the Lord and how that has, has changed his mindset about what is the primary goal in life. And, and it really is this, folks. It's, it's to love each other. It's, it's to demonstrate the power of the gospel in the way that we, we, we care for each other. And that is seen and God has equipped us with those gifts, with those abilities, with those passions to be able to do that. That's what ministry is, right? I mean, if we go to Romans 2, right? Like, you don't, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that through testing, you can determine what is pleasing to God. Yeah. What's pleasing to God? It's the life of his son. What is the life of his son? It's one that communicates the love of the father. Yeah, that's wow. what we do. Fact checkers are telling me it's Romans twelve two. But what did I say? You said Romans two. <laughs> Romans twelve two. <clears throat> Justin, breaking news, uh, man. But it's such an encouraging word, Charlie. And I think it's important that we just assess our perspective of um, both the word sufficiency, but also just this idea of where our worth comes from. You know, yep. I think just we'll take both of those things. Sufficiency, <laughs> to your point, Dan. You're right. It's like for whatever reason we equate that to kind of a uh, like a mediocrity. Mm. Like yesterday we had this prayer room here and my guess is if you asked me how it went, I'm like, yeah, it was sufficient. You'd be like, what the heck, man? 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was it was kind of like, yeah, like yeah. middle of the road, like lame. Yeah, but instead of that, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing that that in in God's perspective, it's not about how good we are. You know, it's not about how much we're able to perform. It's about our worth in His Son Jesus, like you said, Charlie. So in that way, it's like man, fully resourced. I love that way to think about it. Or maybe like perfectly equipped, yep. or without any need to fulfill its purpose. That's how I think about it. Yeah. And I just love that idea because it's like, again, another example, it's like if Patty asked me, hey, how do I look? Oh, he looks efficient. <laughs> she, she would hear that and say, what do you mean? Yeah. But if, if I'm on a heart level, I was thinking, man, you're without any need, without any flaw for what you are. Like it's just, it's a whole different, beautiful meaning to that. So yeah, just reassessing culturally because we are so consumed with, you know, like you're saying, uh, being more and being mm. performing and being self-sufficient and all those things. And I think that that comes into play a lot when it comes to this question of gifting, you know, and being okay with the fact that we're all gifted differently Yep. because we are being told left and right in the world, hey, you should be able to do whatever you want to do and be whoever you want to be. Identify as whatever you want to identify as, you know. And if you don't believe that, then like you were saying earlier, Dan, you haven't self-realized enough or whatever, whatever it is. But it's actually a beautiful truth and a humbling truth that, man, God does not intend for us, any of us, to be able to do everything. God does not intend for any of us to be the best in the world at at everything, you know? And that's kind of counter to to what culture is telling us. But, man, what a beautiful place of entrusting our lives to to God in that way. Well, how how freeing is that? Like, and and that's hopefully that, that resonates, that it's not about the performance. It's not about how good we are at something, it really does come down to a heart that has been transformed by God to love people and that he is going to, like we've been saying, resource us with everything possible to be these ministers, to be these folks who proclaim the goodness of God. Yeah. And and I think we're going to see in coming weeks, like really that's what what this passage is is, is building up to is that this this reality that we are, we're in, this new covenant reality, is so much better oh, than than the old so than the better. old reality because the old covenant was based on performance. It was like you, there, there's these two different paths. Like if you if you follow my ways, my law, you're going to experience blessing, and if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna be cursed. You know, yeah. and and it was very much like now, now we needed that, and and Paul does an amazing job. You know, in other places saying like, hey, the the law was, was an important guardian for us, you know, in Galatians of saying like, we needed, we needed this, you know, or in Romans, it says, Hey, I wouldn't have even known I was sinful if it wasn't for the law. Right. And so we need the law served its purpose. The old covenant served its purpose for sure. But when Jesus instituted the new covenant, I mean, there, it's so much better because it's not about our perfection. You know, it's about his, his work in us um, and I, you know, I love what verse six says. It's like this, this, this new covenant is, it's not a letter, but it's of the spirit. And Nate did such an amazing job of saying, God has given us a new way to interact with his law. And it's an internal personal way through the person of the Holy spirit working mm-hmm. in us. And so our, um, <clears throat> our ministry, our obedience, our faithfulness to God is all an inside out process driven by the, the the work of the person of the Holy Spirit in us. Yeah. 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 It's so, so relational with, yeah. with the Holy Spirit, with this, with Jesus and with the father. 
I think just a, a really brief side note about that, man, back to the Romans 12 thing, we're designed to be relational, you know, and like you're saying, that's the source of this stuff from the Holy Spirit and yeah. from God and from Jesus. But also I think as a, a bit of a red flag, if you're listening, or it could be red flag for your heart, a lot of the ways that these problems come out and are revealed to us are in the context of relationships. You know, if you are struggling with the idea of sufficiency and self-sufficiency, this reminds me of a few weeks ago in the gathering, we were talking about uh, being faced with our limits, our limitations. Mm. And oftentimes when we are faced with our limitations, we respond out of a worldly place of pride, mm. you know, and rather than of surrendering that to God. So just all that to say really quick, if you find yourself frequently comparing yourself to other people mm. or other teams or other churches, whatever it is, you find yourself frustrated that you're not able to do enough or anything like that. It's a good, it's a good orange flag to yeah. take a second and be still for the Lord and really bring that in prayer before him and say, Lord, am I really trusting that I am sufficient in you and finding my joy and, and worth and peace from that? Or am I striving for these other things? You know, what the yeah. world tells me I should be doing. Yeah. And I, and I think another, another just topic to bring up kind of off, off of this is, we talked about it Reveille serving and we, we talk about ministry. It's really just about influencing other people for Christ. Yep. And there's going to be official and unofficial ways of doing that. You know, some of us are in a stage of life right now where we can serve in a, in a ministry role, whether it's with student ministries or children's ministries or part of the connections team or on the worship team or whatever. Others of us <clears throat> are involved in kind of more like guerrilla style you know, maybe it's a generosity ministry you have to your neighbor, or it's a um, a mentoring relationship you have with a younger guy, or whatever. Well, and I I, I shared this story a little bit at Reveille, but but um, you know, there was a so a few years back when Sarah was really sick and COVID was just starting up, um, we obviously couldn't have people in our house because of all of all of Sarah's you know, pre-existing conditions yeah, and yeah. in the midst of her sickness and everything, we just didn't want to expose her to anything. And so we wanted to create this little pathway through our side yard where people could come up to the window, say hi, have a little interaction and, and be, gone, be gone with it. Well, we had a, a couple over who saw our side yard, which was just so overgrown with weeds. Mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, the guy gave his dad a call. His dad came down and cleared out all those weeds for us. That's so cool. And, you know, and this is a guy who is like, I just don't have time to serve. Well, you do. Yeah, because you you're doing did. something you love, yeah. something that, that comes naturally to you. And it's looking for those kinds of opportunities, yeah. which comes from relationship. It, yeah. it means that we have to invest each other in each other like a family. Yeah. If this is just, I'm here to, to see a performance and to see some guy talk for uh, 40 minutes on stage and then I can go on with my week, um, you are not experiencing uh, the life of Christ in his church the way he intends you to. Yeah. And, and it really does come down to getting plugged in, um, finding ways, ways to do that, and then mm -hmm. understanding people's needs and looking for ways to serve. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think like there's, there's some natural barriers that this, this text uh, you know, speaks to why people don't do that. And I think one of the ones you just said is, is right there. It's like, they're, they're not connected to the relational aspect of, of either the spirit of God or the, the body of Christ, right? Um, the church. And, and I think another, another thing that we're dealing with right now, um, is kind of the, kind of the effects of COVID, right? In, in a lot of ways, people, mm -hmm. people were really spread out. There was kind of a hibernation kind of mode 
And now that people are kind of coming back and we're, we're really, especially with the mandates kind of winding down, we're really seeing the numbers at both of our campuses really come up. People are coming back, but we still haven't seen uh, the numbers of, of people that are serving uh, increase. We're, we're, I don't know if people know this, but we're, we're, we're really struggling to find people to, to serve just in, in, in really important, but simple ways, like, like ushering or greeting or setting up things or, or, you know, um, hospitality kinds of stuff, or, or even like children's ministry or, you know, there, there's, there's, I feel like there's this kind of, I don't know, COVID hangover kind of a thing going on. But I also really think like, what if, what if underneath some of this stuff is just uh, a, a not a, a proper understanding of where our sufficiency comes from? Hmm. Because how many times have you heard somebody say, I, I, I just don't have what it takes. You know, like I can't, I can't come alongside somebody and, and d- disciple them. You know, um, I don't, I don't have the time or, or I don't know what to say or, you know, excuse, 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 excuse. Right. And I think if, if you just look at Nate's outline, it's like, man, we have every reason for confidence yep. to, 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 do, to spread the, the aroma of, of Christ, you know, everywhere we go, we're led by the father. We are, we are brought into this, this pleasing fragrance that of Jesus with our unity with him. We're commissioned in the full view of the father for this work. And we're, we have the authority of Christ as, as we have his presence in us by his spirit. And I just think like, I don't know. Do you, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I think two things, misunderstanding of sufficiency, but also misunderstanding or just lack of focus on maybe uh, our purpose, you know, going back to Romans 12 and just the idea that, that, yeah, we are sufficient, but for what, what are we sufficient for? Mm. For loving one another and operating on this earth as God's family together. Well, and I'll, let me jump in because this is something we covered a few weeks ago. That that are two primary things, and I am convinced that if we can get these two things down, then nothing stands in our way. And it's not even about getting it down; it's just about being like, "This is what I'm committed to," and that is integrity of the Scripture. That I'm committed to learning and growing in my understanding of God's Word, and then a genuine affection and compassion for other people. If we have those two things in balance. Um, not, not just the love piece, but we're throwing the gospel out, not just the gospel and we're throwing love out. But when Mm. we do those two things together, Mm. here's what we can trust is that God is going to use us to expand his kingdom like that. That's it. it. And it really is simple, but it does take dedication that if we're saying, what does God's word say? And what does it mean to genuinely have affection and compassion for the people that God has placed into my life? Um, man, if we can be diligent with those, Woo, it's good to have a preacher on the podcast. Today. Yeah, oh, I love it, Glory. <laughs> well, and man, I don't know. I think this is one of the things that Satan is very cunning in, in how he very uh, just deceivingly distracts our hearts or just shifts our focus. Because for whatever reason, it's so frequent that you find someone who's only one or the other. It's so hard for people to live in that balance and walk the line between both of those two things. And I don't know why that is because even people who have Jesus loving hearts who are all in for his people, still it's hard to have a focus that is equally desiring both of those things. We want, we want all in love and relationships with people and supportive people, grace filled lives towards people, 
but then also a commitment to to knowing and studying and, and reflecting on his word and, and all those things. Yeah, it's a good it's a good charge. Well, and I do think that there is that hang up for people, especially in a postmodern individualist society where folks have been been conditioned to develop their own truth and to defend their own truth. Um, but as soon as we say the phrase, your own truth, just understand that's not truth um, be, mm-hmm. because there is absolute out there. And, and that's what, what scripture shows us, right? Um, but I think it's hard because, I mean, even scripture itself is clear that the message of the cross is a stumbling block to the legalistic Jews. And it is, it is folly. It's foolishness to, to the pagan Gentiles, right? Yeah. And, and so we, we, we diminish affection and compassion and love when we withhold the gospel, but we've been trained by our society to withhold it because we don't want to put anybody out. We don't want to make somebody feel uncomfortable. We don't want to give them an ultimatum, whatever it might be, right? Because that, that is disrupting things. Well, man, if the Bible is true and the way to salvation, the way to eternity with our God is through hearing the word and responding to it is hearing the message of the gospel and hearing responding. comes by believing and right. by believing yeah, the, yeah believing the by word. hearing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 um yeah. if if we're convinced of that then how dare we withhold the mm. truth and, mm. and and again you know we're we're talking about a, a lot of different factors from how do we serve and love on people outside of the community but also how are we doing that within the community because within the community when we operate in that love that's how the world knows that we follow Jesus that's they're going to see that we are his disciples by the way that we love one another. And so there's there's that two two prong thing. How are yeah. we loving inwardly? How are we loving outwardly? Wow. That's really good. I think just going back to um the idea of serving. I was just thinking about this. I think this is one of just the the dangers of convenience, you know, for mm. our people and just kind of an apathy because I just don't think a lot of us are thinking about it like we're a family, you know, like truly. And <laughs> Sorry, I, I get that a lot of us, like I'm one of these people, don't have a super healthy family background. So it's hard for us to, you know, envision what family gatherings are supposed to be like in some ways. But just picture that, you know, like if you if you're going to a family gathering and you come and you just kind of sit in the corner and don't talk to people, don't help in the kitchen, don't help clean up, whatever. You eat the food though. You eat the food and oh, you yeah. go home. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird, right? Yep. Like that's strange to not participate in, in your family like that. Yeah. And I get it. Like, I think we've all had those, whatever, Thanksgivings or extended family gatherings where we're like, I think I'd rather sit at home on this one. And I understand that. But this is not what we're talking about. You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about the, the perfect family of God, the way he intended it to be and designed us to operate in, you know, like, it's just strange to not be involved in, in, like you said, Charlie, loving one another in that way and glorifying God in that way. Yeah. And I just think, I mean, just a reminder, it's not even just about, about being a part of the family, but it's about you yourself individually. God designed you to do this. Yeah. You are made, he, you're sufficient for this purpose. So if you want to tap into all the amazing things he, he intends for your life, as far as lasting peace and joy and hope and steadfastness and trust in him and all those things, you can't do that without being in relationship and participating in his family. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And just, just encouragement. If you're, if you're listening and I don't know, your heart's being, being stirred at all. Um, just, just know that there are so many different ways to, to serve and nothing that no act is like too small. No. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that's so good. Like, 
your ministry could could merely be that you're going to send two text messages a day to somebody that's within this community encouraging them. Yeah. That could, you know, do I think that the Lord's just going to leave that as it for you? No, I don't. But but start there. Start there. Yeah. If that's something that if you're an exhorter or an encourager, yeah. you're gifted in that way, you have that mindset, just do that. Yeah. Just encourage. I can't tell you how much it means to me and how much the Lord ministers to me through people who just send me a text that says, hey, I'm praying for you today. Yeah. Like it's huge. And I want to say something else too. I think I think there's a lot of great ways that we can do that on a Sunday morning. Yeah. You know, and and a lot of us have the the availability and the freedom to be in an official capacity to to be a teacher on a rotation in some ministry or to 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 do a helps type of service on a regular basis. But like, I mean, all of us can do something. Yep. You know, like maybe you just say, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to make a commitment to show up 20 minutes early yep. to whatever service I go to. And I'm going to go in with this mindset of I'm going to physically help in some way, whether that's straightening a chair, putting away a table, being a greeter, being an usher, or, or maybe you can't come early because of whatever reason, but it, can I stay late? Can I linger? Can I help, help the person that's setting up the coffee? Can I, can I just say, Hey, I'm going to look for the people that are sitting by themselves and go be with them. Or I'm going to meet two new people every single Sunday. My goal is just to meet two new people Yeah, or pray for one, whatever it is. Yeah. And I think on that note, like, and I can say this honestly, hopefully all of us can say this honestly, you know, we serve in some capacities. You teach a lot. We do music a lot. We do other things. I genuinely don't view that in any way as greater than, greeting someone at the front door yeah, or moving a chair, you know, we're just serving. And those are the needs that we have in our church. And those are our giftings. So we're doing them. What's That's, your thing you always say? If I'm a hammer. Yeah. If we're a hammer, swing me, swing us hard. You know, yeah. I don't care how I just use me for your purposes, yeah. God. So just don't fall into the trap of, of believing that some of the, the apparently lesser things are lesser because in God's eyes they are not, we went all through this. We went through Romans together, just clarifying that. That, yeah, there are things that are important for the function of the church that, that we really need to make sure we're doing. But that doesn't mean that in God's eyes, they're any greater than or less than the other giftings and needs in our church family. Yeah. Well, un- unfortunately, I think because of the the society we live in and just, the again, that postmodern Western individualist culture, um, you know, th- there is this paradigm where churches become observer and and performer. And it's very easy to fall into that that kind of trap. And we've got to kill that. It, the church is a family, first, foremost, primarily. It, it, is, it is a family that is committed to each other in, in the truth of the gospel. And, and so if we, can, if we can somehow continue to cultivate ourselves away from the mindset of, of consumer, <laughs> of just showing yeah. up, you know what I mean? Man, that is going to gonna help us. Well, and it's, it's so hard because a lot of the things we do structurally and organizationally reinforce oh, 100%. The, the, the wrong paradigm. It's yeah. Well, and I, again, I, I want to be careful with the wrong paradigm okay, and right okay, paradigm because okay. I think, I think that, that the paradigm in and of itself isn't wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just that it presents challenges that yeah. we have to it be. It reinforces, it reinforces certain things that 
we necess- we don't necessarily want to reinforce. Yeah, I guess it, is what I'm things saying. that will diminish the life of the church. But you're right. I mean, it's yeah. it's set up so that you're sitting in a th- in theater style seating, <laughs> yeah. staring up to a band playing rock music, staring up to some guy who's going to lecture for 40 minutes or right, however long. Right. It's all it's all structured in that way. And I don't think that we need to throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah. by any means. I I think that the paradigm's fine. But what we need to do is make sure that the challenges that the paradigm presents. Um, that we're willing to to fight yeah. in order for the the family aspect of who we are, so that that wouldn't be diminished. Yeah, and and you know, it's, it's this is one little thing I think about, and I'd love to hear your perspective on it as a, as a part of the teaching team. One of our preachers and teachers is like, you know, when I'm listening to the message, my brain is thinking the way we're we're interacting right now. I'm 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 thinking of of spinoffs and implications and examples and metaphors and I have questions and all these things or or even I'm just like yeah oh that's cool like preach that you know <clears throat> and there's something about the culture of at least the crossing and I know you you spend uh, both you go back and forth equal time at both yeah. campuses yeah and so I don't know if it's like this at the ultimate too but like I wish there was more like verbal you know back and forth kind of stuff going on just you know, and I know it's hard because we're talking about hundreds of people, you know, it's one person talking to a hundred, hundreds of people, but I, you know, sometimes I'm just like, man, this really just feels like a lecture hall or it feels like a museum or it feels like a movie theater, you know, and I'm just, even a movie theater, you get people like, you know, responding more, you know, yeah. but I just, I don't know, like, is, what, is there anything we can do at, on either side as the preachers and teachers and as, as, as the congregation to, to would some verbal kind of back and forth, like more of that be more helpful to, to have that family vibe or do you think, I don't, I don't know. I I don't know if that can happen on a Sunday morning because, because I I still think that there is a precedent for um, not necessarily long form teaching, but where there is one who is gifted in that regard and that they hold focus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you, yeah, you yeah. see it with Paul. Pa- Paul, obviously in, in his discussions and his teaching, it would probably be a little more communal than what we we do. But I guarantee you, based off of how I read Paul's letters, there were times where he preached way longer than 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And there wasn't any interaction. And you think in people are just sitting there. Sitting there, soaking it in. And, yeah. I, and I, Because I think that, like you're saying, yeah. we are wired to, to uh, process mm-hmm. in a... A, a, a conversational kind of way. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're, you're thinking through, verbal, oh, how would I yeah. do this? I, and I'm a super verbal yep. processor anyway, you know? But I do think that resurrection life groups that we introduced is a wonderful way for that to happen. I think that, um, you know, when we are able to have those times of discussion, those are great. It's not something we can do or will do every week, but it's something that is that is good at, from time to time. I think even just cultivating that heart and that mm-hmm. mind is one thing I've learned from from Gary Darnell, and I'm so grateful for, is that when he's done on a Sunday morning, not because he hasn't been teaching for a bit, but when he when he is is when the service is done, he's asking people, "Hey, what'd you think? What would you would you take from that?" Yeah, and it's not like he just got done teaching. Yeah, somebody he, else he's not trying to there. get a pat on the back no. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. he, but he wants to have people do that. So I think we all could do a better job of of implementing that kind of discussion. Yeah. Not just those on staff. Everyone listening, everyone that's here. Yeah. Are we talking about these things? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think like going back to your two things earlier of just a deep commitment to God's word and loving people. If you're doing if if all of us are doing those two things, yeah. I think some of that response stuff you're talking about is just a natural yeah. point. At the same time, I think we gotta be careful because 
you know, even though I'm encouraged when I hear someone be like, amen and holy, all kind of stuff, yeah. and I'll do it myself. I don't, not everyone feels that way. Yeah. I've talked to some people. They that, get distracted by it or whatever. Yeah. yeah they're yeah, like, yeah. man, just, and so for them, like, they may be totally digging the word right now and be so on the inside, mm-hmm. really feeling it and responding and doing all those things talking about just, just not vocal. So I would say, but that's like a family, right? Like yep, a, a there's fa- freedom. Uh, well, and, and, and some people are going to, some people are going to like, like I, we always, uh, we're a super musical house. So I'm always, whenever I'm home, I'm like, let's turn on the record player. Let's put on Spotify or whatever. And Parker's always just like, Hey dad, we're like playing a board game with music. And he's like, he's like, dad, can we like, Turn down the music. And I'm just like I'm like uh, you I know love, I love Parker. That's <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. me right there. <laughs> there's always it's there's too a much. so so anyway there's you know there's always going to be different kinds of people with different kinds of preferences right right. So and, I was, was yeah. going to say just my encouragement is man I, from our perspective from quote unquote leadership's perspective you do whatever the heck you want to do and respond however you want to respond and then as you do that. Give grace to the person next to you and just love them and let them respond however they're going to respond too and don't worry about it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's yep. good. Yep. That's good. Man, so I feel like we t- hit a lot of things right now. Um, maybe as we're getting ready to, to land the plane, as we're thinking about, you know, the, those two things, God's, his pursuit of God's word, the, the desire to love his people. And then underneath that, the, the sufficiency we have in Christ and really trying to, to nurture our perspective of that sufficiency and a healthy perspective. What are some things we can do? You know, what are some, some, some practical ways we can utilize this text to shift our attitudes and have some, some daily implications for us. Well, I just want to reiterate the challenge that Nate gave us Mm. and it's just, it's just a simple challenge and, and it's, you you see it a lot um, in scripture, this idea of just preaching to yourself, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta look at your soul and just say, Hey soul, know this. Yep. And Nate, Nate just said, let's, let's just develop a, a habit, a discipline where where we start each day uh, looking in the mirror, which we all do. Everybody, everybody gets up. Maybe there's some uh, some high schoolers and middle schoolers that that are listening to the podcast that maybe haven't developed that habit yet of looking in the mirror before they start <laughs> their day. But that's something everyone every one of us does is we we look in the mirror and so <clears throat> just preach some of these things to you. I mean, to yourself, you know, like um, this Jeremiah thirty one. Uh, this new covenant that was prophesied. I mean, just all of these, um, all of these realities, like the law of, of uh, God has put his law within, within my heart, you know, um, God has promised to be my God and I will be his, his, his people. Um, you know, he's promised to, to know me personally. He's pr- promised to forgive all of my iniquity. Um, he's, he said, he's going to remember my sin no more, you know, and just to just to to stand there and just say like I'm looking at myself, not saying you know there was this old Saturday Night Live sketch where do you remember this one where it was Al Franken and I'm he would good enough yeah I'm smart enough people love got it people, people love, love me. yeah exactly so it's not it's not this kind of like self help mantra kind of just like but but you're you're staring in the mirror and you're just saying like where does my sufficiency come from. Yeah. And if you don't mind, because that's something I've, I've talked about quite a bit, just some of my own practices and that's, it's, it's anticipating my day. I want to think through who am I going to be around today? What does my workload look like today? Where are going to be the times where I'm going to be most prone to turning my eyes from the Lord? Um, and, and, and looking at some, some sinful practice. Yeah. What, what, what's that going to look like? 
And then I, and then I say, okay, now in light of that, you know what I mean? What is it that God has done in me that gives me that, that I can say I am more than a conqueror. And let me ask you something off of that too, because that's a very much a a renewing mind thinking kind of knowledge-based practice. How, How do you then go from that to kind of what Nate was talking about on Sunday is like, he, he was asking like, how does it make you feel? Yeah. You know, so as, as you're renewing your mind and as you're, you're thinking through just what patterns of thinking do I need to be d- developing today? How does it then drop down into like, well, and that's, and that's yeah. what the Lord does. And, yeah. and, and that's something that Nate will teach on in two weeks at the crossing. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really what the podcast is named after that we yeah. all beholding Christ, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Are being transformed from one degree of glory to another. That as we reflect on who he is, yeah. as we think about what he's accomplished, as we think about what his promises to us are, what our hope in him is, as we think about this sufficiency piece that we are sufficient to tell our coworkers or our neighbors or our families or whoever it is about Jesus, that we have been given everything we need for life and godliness. As we think about those things, this is what the spirit does in our hearts is he transforms us to yeah. be more like Jesus. Yeah. And it's experiential. It it's, is. it's something that we can, we can sense, we can feel, we can, we can walk in. It's not just theoretical. It is. But, but I do want to warn because just like, just like with, with, uh, you know, going to the gym and developing muscles, yeah. right? The first time that you go to the gym, when you get back, you're going to look at your ar- you're going to look <laughs> yeah. at your arms and be like, "Well, that didn't do anything." Yeah. You know what I mean? That's really good. Yeah. And so, yeah. and so, just understanding that that this is it's a discipline. To, it's a process. To, to it's do a process, this. and it's a process. But yeah. do we trust what God says about the outcome of that process? Yeah. Because here's the outcome: you're going to become more like Jesus. Yeah. Bingo. Wow. You're like, is this thing on? Hello. <laughs> just let that sink in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm respecting those who get distracted by outcries of response, you know? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I, man, so encouraging. And I think maybe one of my encouragements as we're, as we're ending is just going back to the beginning here of remembering your purpose, you know, and kind of letting that be the perspective through which you're viewing this whole process is that you are for God period. You are made to give God glory and to please him with all of your life to be a living sacrifice to him. And so as you do these things, like I just think it's so tricky and sometimes it's easy for us to get hung up on what we get out of the deal of the new covenant. You know, it's like, man, I want peace and I want joy and I want to have all these things in my life, you know? And we forget that those things are a a response to us fulfilling our purpose and glorifying God and pouring Mm -hmm. our adoration Mm -hmm. upon him. You know, so yesterday, Dan and I were talking with a small group and something that's been on my heart lately is just the idea of, of being an offering, you know, we are living as an offering to God. And so that's my encouragement to you is as you do this process, consider yourself in that way or evaluate yourself in that way is, am, am I really using my life in a daily basis to become an offering to God? And as you do that, absolutely. He's going to give you all those things we just listed because he promises that as part of the new covenant and as part of relationships with him. But don't make that the goal over the 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 thing you were made to do, the the hammer which you were designed to be, which is is bringing pleasure to our wonderful God and glorifying him with your life. That's awesome. Um <clears throat> That's so awesome. <laughs> Charlie just put uh 
put on some <laughs> yoga beads. Uh, is that what those are? I was wondering. Those are yoga beads. They yeah. look like the like, so, Hindu prayer beads. No, no. What so is we, going had, on uh, we had we 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 had a, a, a singer songwriter come in to, one one time to do a little um a little EP here to record some music, and that was what she gift, gifted us uh, some yoga beads. I think they're pretty cool. I'm wearing. They're mine now. <laughs> Gosh! Uh, Hey, anything's happening in the life of VBC that we want to just throw out to everybody? What I don't. I heard Sean is almost. He's almost figured out how to do a kickflip, which I thought was really cool. I heard you're skateboarding a little. Almost not quite. That's amazing. (laughs) I am amazing. Uh, No, you know, just I. All this to say, we really, really hope you guys will join us every Sunday, really. Yeah. And at our extols and the prayer rooms, all different things. Just, we want you to participate in family together with us. And it's not about us getting our metrics. It's not about us fulfilling our service needs. We're not We're making you work. busier. We don't want to make you busier. Yeah, man, we just want to enjoy and delight in life together uh, as brothers and sisters in Christ. Just yeah. view it as family time. Love it. Unless you have a bad family, then maybe view it as better, better than your family, family time. That was almost the name of our church, actually. We almost rebranded it to be that. Yeah. Better than... Valley, by, Valley better than your family, <laughs> family church. Family church. <laughs> we need to stop. Hey, all right, guys. Thank you for joining us. Have you been with us this whole time? Congratulations. <laughs> you, you made it. You made it. We're grateful for you. We pray, seriously pray that this has been just useful in your life and that God uses this time every week to just hone your focus on him. Hope to see you this Sunday and the next week, of course, for Behold Again. Love you guys. Later, friends. Peace and love. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.